Megillat Esther Perek Dalid. In the last Perek, Perek Gimel, we saw that Haman sent out a decree to destroy the Jewish people on the 13th of Adar, and everybody should prepare for that day of destruction. In Perek Dalid, we're going to see how Mordechai responds to that and the role that Esther is going to, pr- to play. This Perek as well is broken up into two sections. Section 1 runs from Pasuk Aleph through Pasuk Gimel and talks about the mourning of the Jewish people, and in particular Mordechai over the news of what is going to happen. And Pasuk Dawid, through the end of the Perek, Pasuk Yudzayin, the story of how Esther takes upon herself the role of going to the king to try and turn events in a different direction and save the Jewish people. This Perek will be the turning point in Esther's life. She will go from a passive figure who was being told what to do and who was, again, very passive to someone who really becomes the heroine of the story, takes matters into her own hands and is the one who was going to turn events and change the future for the Jewish people as we will see towards the middle of the Perek. The Perek opens, Pasuk Aleph, Mordechai yada et kol asher na'asa vayikra Mordechai et begada vayilbash sak va'efer vayatseh betoch ha'in vayizak zi'aka gedola mara and Mordechai knew everything that had transpired. Interesting to note, the Mifashim explain that it doesn't say Vayeda Mordechai, which would insinuate that Mordechai found out only after the letters had gone out along with everybody else, but rather Mordechai already knew from the outset everything that had transpired, not only the decree, but the underpinnings for that decree, as we'll see a little bit later on. And Mordechai rips his clothes and he puts on sackcloth and ashes on his head and he's walking through the streets and he's screaming a tremendous scream and a bitter scream to let everybody know how much he is mourning and what this is going to mean for the Jewish people. Pasuk Bet And he comes to the courtyard, the outer gate of the king, because he's not allowed to enter any further than that in a state of mourning, and so he's in the Shad HaMelech. Of course, he wants to send communique to Esther about what is going on. And in all of the provinces and every area that the decree had reached, there is tremendous mourning and sorrow for the Jewish people. There's fasting, there's crying, there is misped, there is eulogizing themselves. And everybody is covered in sackcloth and ashes again highlighting the mourning of the Jewish people as they get news of the impending doom. Pasuk Dalet begins the second part of the Perek, as we mentioned, and Esther is going to now become the highlight of the Perek. And the maidens of Esther and her Sariseha, the people who were serving her, who were meant to take care of her, come and tell her, reveal to her everything that is transpiring, and she becomes distressed to the point where she shudders in fear. And she sends clothing to Mordechai to change his clothes, to take off his sackcloth, and to put on 
these regular clothing, but he refuses to accept. And Esther calls to Hatach, one of the Sarisim, one of the servants, one of the slaves that the king had given to her, which tells us where, she, where these people came from. They were appointed to her by the king. And she demands of Hatach to go to Mordechai to find out Mazeh, why is he mourning the Almazeh, and why is he mourning so much that he refuses to accept the clothing that she sent him to change into non-mourning clothing? So Esther is trying to find out exactly what's going on. And Hatach goes out into the streets of the city to Mordechai, which is in Sha'ar HaMelech. Pasuk Zayin, Vayagelo Mordechai, et kol asher karahu, vet parashat ha-kesef asher amar haman lishkol al ginze ha-melech ba-yehudim le-abedam. And Mordechai tells Hatach everything that happened to him. Karahu happened to him. Why is it everything that happened to him? Because apparently Mordechai tells Hatach all of the underpinnings of the story that this all started from the fact that he refused to bow down to Haman. And it seems to me that this plot is really stemming from that, from everything that had transpired specifically with Mordechai. And all the back story about the fact that Haman is going to give the king money for this, which is accentuating the severity of the problem, and the fact that he's, go, he's planning a mass murder against the Yehudim. And he gives Hatach a copy of the decree to take to Esther to show it to her so she can see that he's not exaggerating, that this is exactly the plan of Haman to destroy the Jewish people and mess. And he wants Hatach to tell her that she needs to go to the king to ask for mercy to ask for a change of heart and to plead her case on behalf of her nation, which implies that Mordechai tells Esther, the time has come for you to reveal your roots, to tell him who you are, to tell him that you are a Yehudiah and the people, that your people are being threatened with destruction. And Hatach comes to Esther and he reveals to her everything that Mordechai told her, the entire backstory, and shows her the copy of the decree. And Esther, of course, now sends word back with Hatach to go back to Mordechai to respond. And the response that she gives to Mordechai is, in Pasuk Yod, she tells Mordechai, everybody knows that there is a rule that you're not allowed to come into the inner palace to greet the king without being called upon first, and if you do, then the punishment is death, unless the king extends his scepter to you, in which case he's not going to kill you. But I have not been called to the king in 30 days. So Esther tells Mordechai, listen, I can't go right now. 
there's a very clear rule that, that's very known that you cannot approach the king in the inner palace without being called upon. And to go in there and plead ignorance, like I didn't know the rule, is not going to work. Because again, it's a known rule. But I have not been there in 30 days. And that can be read in one of two ways. One is that perhaps the fact that I haven't been called in 30 days shows that the king is not very happy with me and to go in there now unannounced would be doubly problematic because it seems to be that the king is not so happy with me or the exact opposite and that is I haven't been called in 30 days I'm due for an appointment there's no reason for me to put myself in danger let's wait a couple of days a couple of weeks and he's bound to call me eventually because again it hasn't been 30 days and at that point in time I will bring up the matter, but there's no reason to put myself in danger at this moment in time. And they told Mordechai the words of Esther. Interesting that it says, if it is Hatach, who is the messenger, who has been the messenger up until this point, why is it in the plural? And it is explained that Mordechai and Esther, again, trying to keep their relationship under wraps, could be that they were sending different messengers back and forth each time, so nobody picks up on the fact that they are going back and forth. And so the Vayagidu in plural insinuates that there were multiple messengers that had gone back and forth different times to keep their relationship secret, so nobody picks up on the fact that they are in communication. Pasukir bet. And again, this next two or three pesukim is the highlight of the, in my, my eyes, the highlight of the Megillah, where the Esther really becomes a different person. Mordechai sends word back to Esther and says, Do not think for a second that you can hide in the palace of the king and be an exception to what is going to happen to the rest of the Jewish people. Because if you are silent now, at a moment where you need to stand up and raise your voice, if you're silent now, success and redemption will come to the Jewish people from somewhere else. God will find another way to save the Jewish people. And you and your father's house will be destroyed and be forgotten. And who knows if it wasn't because of this reason that you came to be the queen. Meaning, this is all part of the plan of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that you are there to take matters into your own hands to make sure that this doesn't happen. If you don't speak up now, you will go down in history as no one. You will be giving up the opportunity to change the course of world history. You have to take the opportunity. You must say something. There's a reason why you were made the queen. This is the reason. So step up or step off. But now is the time to raise your voice. And Esther says to go back and give word back to Mordechai. And she says, Go, Lech, Lashon Ziruz, right away, go gather all of the Yehudim that are in Shushan and fast for me and don't drink and don't eat. Why does she say don't eat, and don't eat and don't drink if she says to fast? That's what it means. Seems to be, again, the doubling of the Lashon to 
accentuating the severity of the matter that they should fast on her behalf because she's putting her life in danger. They should fast for three days, night and day. And also I and my maidens will also fast. This is not an insinuation that they are Jewish, but that they're following the queen. And upon the heels of this fasting and Bakashat Rahamim, I will go into the king unannounced. And if I die for the cause, then I die for the cause. And here is the Pasuk that identifies the turning point of Esther. She goes from being passive to being someone who is willing to take matters into her own hands. She's willing to put her life on the line for the sake of the Jewish people. If this means my life, this means my life. But this is the importance of the matter at hand. And I will do as you ask. I will go in there and pray and ask and beseech on the <clears throat> behalf of the Jewish people. Pasuk Yudzayin, the last of the Perek, Vayavod Mordechai, Vayask, Chol Asher Sivetar Lav Esther, and Mordechai goes out, and he does everything that Esther asks, meaning he goes and he collects the Jewish people, and he tells them to fast on her behalf, so that she can go in to speak to the king. So in Perek Dalet, we saw that Mordechai and the rest of the Jewish people were mourning as a result of the decree that went out, and Mordechai gets word to Esther as to what is transpiring. Apparently, she's not <clears throat> she's not abreast of the situation in terms of knowing all of the details. And they have a conversation where he tells Esther, "Now is the time to raise your voice. Now is the time to step up. This is what you have to do." And Esther takes upon her shoulders that responsibility to go into the king unannounced to pray for the Jewish people to ask for salvation from Ahashverosh, despite the fact that she would be putting herself in harm's way.